0: taking what I can from from you as a mom and as an entrepreneur, taking what I can from your husband as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, as everything, and seeing how I can apply that to myself. So it's just not me taking care of the kids. It's me trying to be a better person after these months of knowing you. How am I going to be a better person? So long story short, America, if you align yourself with the right people, you can learn to
1: What up, what up, what up? I am Dahlia Davies Flanagan, and this is Melanated Mom Talk. It's a weekly podcast about community, culture, and us, the new generation of young Black mothers who are mothering in a multitude of ways. Representation matters, so we are here to share our stories as a means to not only disrupt the narrative, but to be the narrative and cultivate our own joy and balance while we mother Together, we are nourishing the space where children of color grow. So today's episode is a special one for me personally. It is my eight-year wedding anniversary to my beautiful husband, a brilliant mind who I met at MTV Networks years ago, the father of our two daughters. I love you, happy anniversary. And anyone who is married knows it's not easy. There's a lot of compromise, You're two individuals with two different backgrounds, two different outlooks on life and marriage, having to walk one path, and (laughs) it's an ongoing process. My husband's parents were married for over 30 or 40 years. But I come from a household where my parents got separated and then divorced. So for me, there's a big learning curve. So we have done couples therapy, And um, we continue to work on our relationship and our love and who we are as individuals and what we can bring together as being partners and being a team. So we recently tried to instate a weekly date night and that's been really loving and nourishing in our relationship and in our marriage. And we wouldn't have made it all these eight years without the women who have come into our lives, the extra open hands and the open hearts And so this episode is to shout out and to spotlight the babysitters, the nannies, the caregivers, the doulas, the au pairs, the women who come into our lives and help us when we are most in need. (laughs) We've all heard and we all know that it takes a village to raise a child. So to honor the women who walk in that space daily, I Personally am sending love, love, love to Pathy, to Kat, to Princess, to Jimena, to Pam. And today we welcome Petronilla to the conversation. Petronilla Ouko, or Pet, as she's normally called by her friends, is a 31-year-old Kenyan real estate and property lawyer who often comes to the US to visit family and friends. And who in that time has become our babysitter. And so I lovingly and openly welcome and honor Pet and shine a spotlight on her and her experiences, which are often unsung, to talk this melanated mom talk. Pet, how are you doing?
0: Hi, um, such kind words. Thank you
1: for inviting me. Listen, I'm very happy to have you come on the show. It's very seamless when I'm around you guys. It feels good. So getting straight into twice as good her story, which today is your story. Tell us a little bit of your personal background and how that led you to connecting with being a nurturer and a caregiver.
0: The thing is I've always wanted to be a mom and the fact that I could practice being a mom while getting some coins here and there, that was very appealing to me. So that's how I got into Caregiving, you know, just it was a pastime, but I also enjoy being with kids. So it felt right. It felt like the universe placed me there to teach me more about being a mom. Just so, not just what I see on TV, not what I observe, but being there hands-on, taking care of kids. And yeah, it's been a it's been a good experience.
1: So what are some of those differences that you've noticed with raising a child in the US versus raising children in Kenya?
0: The first one that I noticed immediately was how um, positive reinforcement. I think sometimes it could be taken a little too far where you, you're you constantly um, encouraging your child to do stuff, even if they're not good at it, or give them an alternative. Like, you don't draw very well, but your ideas are really good. So if you could find a way of executing your ideas, or maybe helping you learn how to draw better, then that would be good. As opposed to telling them that crappy drawing is actually beautiful. It's not. And you're lying to your child and it's not helpful. No?
1: Right. We yeah. have a whole, we have a whole term and um, a culture of the participation trophy. I don't yes. know if you've heard about this. Yes. Yeah. Here in the U S like my seven year old, mm-hmm. she loves to win. She always wants to be first no matter what, mm-hmm. she'll push her three-year-old sister out of the way to be first place at something. Um, yeah. But I actively tell her, when you lose, this is your chance to congratulate someone else and tell them, yeah. this is what you get to do now. You get to say, oh, congratulations. So she mm-hmm. doesn't feel, if she feels empty handed or whatever, but yeah, that's what we do.
0: Yeah. And I encourage that strongly. You should learn how to you're not always going to be catching those L's. I mean, W's. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you need to get that loss, sit down, reflect on why you got that loss in the place. because you don't even get, you don't become a better person if you're constantly winning. It's sportsmanship. Also, the method of um, um, disciplining, it's quite different. It's quite different here than it is
1: yeah at
0: home. There's this negotiating between kids and their parents, back at home. And I think most African cultures, I can speak for all African all African families, but back in Kenya, where I'm from, um, there really isn't room to negotiate with a child. It's more, a parent-child relationship is more of a dictatorship. <laughs> Your mom <laughs> says, you do. I don't care whether you like it, but if she says, you go to bed at seven, your eyes better be shut at 6.54. So that dynamic of having a child sit down and talk to you and tell you what they feel about what you're telling them to do is very foreign to me. It feels like it feels like parents are afraid of their kids sometimes. You don't want to cross your child because you could get in trouble. But uh, back at home, is, listen, if, if you don't get, get in trouble with your parent, your neighbor, will take over.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: If a doesn't take over, your teacher will take over, you know. And it has pros and cons. Our method of disciplining and the method of disciplining here has pros and cons. There is no perfect way. I think the best way is to blend the two. And also the culture of sharing. I think here you've really mastered it where um, kids are more willing to share and suggest, playing together and creativity. Here, here it's, it's a culture that's really, really encouraged. to Be kind to one another, to share with one another. I like that. Back at home, you just let you, you're told to go outside, play, figure it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: <Sort yourselves> out. <laughs> Don't kill each other, just have fun out there.
1: <laughs> right, right. So have you had any more observations about life in the U.S. right now, what do you see in terms of race, um, mm-hmm. class, education? What, what have you noticed?
0: Well, I have had a little race issues here and there. Maybe like a few racial aggressions. Like, for example, you'd go somewhere and you would be explaining yourself and someone would say, oh, you're well-spoken. And I, I can see that they're about to say for a black person or for an African person, but they, they refrain, but I can see the thinking. It. You know, I can see. Yeah. They, yeah they're taken aback by the fact that I can express myself in English. Yeah. I'm from a commonwealth
1: country. I probably speak better English than you do. <laughs> 100%. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> Especially with our, <laughs> our education system. You do speak better <laughs> we speak and write better English than we do.
0: Yeah, so those microaggressions some of them deserve a response. Some of them is just is ridiculous. and you walk away. But I have I have had those moments. I have had those moments of somebody doubting that I can buy something in a shop, you know. Right. Other than that, um I feel like people relate very well. There's this thing where people have to speak to each other all the time. <laughs> I'm not In which to that. ways? Ignoring. In which ways?
1: What do you mean? What do you um,
0: mean? Like you would walk into a mall and maybe you're both trying to get to the same door and then they small talk all the time. It's so foreign to me. We don't have to talk. Let's just go through the door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> oh, that's too so funny. Weird. I haven't noticed. <laughs> it's so weird for me because Nobody does. We don't do small talk. Like we we go out there, we do our thing, we go back home.
1: I know I have personally had several times where because my children are biracial, I feel like we have the same exact face. I see my curl pattern in their hair, but apparently to a lot of other people, they don't connect me as being the mother right away. So I'm wondering, have you, have, have you experienced any microaggressions there? Because I know me, as the mother I have, actually, personally. And I've had several times where people talk to me like I wasn't the mother. Or on the flip side, I've had several times picking my child up at school and some of the other mothers or parents kind of just glaze over me like they're thinking that I'm not one of the other mothers to talk to about the you know class participation thing coming up or whatever.
0: I see how that could be possible because just the way, unfortunately, the U.S. is set up. Not very many people of color are in a position that you are in. So you would be going to pick up your child and people expect you to be the caregiver and not the mom. Especially around the community where you are. You're in a predominantly wealthy uh, place. So they do not expect that. Yeah.
1: It's almost like, a oh, you're not at work. Like oh it's the middle of the day so that means you took the day off or are you yeah. not working? <laughs> it's very You're bad. You're not working.
0: Also, how are you able to afford to be in such a place? Right, Understand that's me. the like, the, the question they're not airport. saying. Mm-hmm. I have been in an airport traveling, and people were shocked that I was able to travel. And it's like it's twenty. I was It's twenty seventeen. Do you not see people of my skin color
1: traveling all the time? Right. No, but it's a thing there's been a big surge in there's been like a whole new like black travel movement, mm-hmm. but you see like Evie Robinson from nomadness and a lot of other companies that um, literally take people to travel just mm-hmm. to be like, no black people travel. Cause it, yeah. like we have stamps in our passport. We've been to yeah. probably more places than you've been to different languages, different cultures, and we hang. Yeah. So um, it's almost like a, a Constantly having to claim a space where you can be like, I'm going to walk into the space and get used yeah. to seeing me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> it's not a problem. From we do way. all the things you do. <laughs> all the things you do. <laughs> not a big yeah. deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me ask you, what were some of the mom-isms that you grew up with? The first one is, um, this would be controversial, but
0: gender What I'm meant to be doing as a woman. Hire yourself out in a certain way. And I learned all those things, you know, cooking, the cleaning, the organizing. The... So I find myself being quite OCD based on how I was raised. On the same breath, the same breath, I have an issue with how there's a lot of emphasis put on women to be, the young girls, to be the best wife and the best mom that they could possibly be. But they're not giving, they're not raising men that they can marry they have totally forgotten about the guys, and I think that's something that I'm definitely going to incorporate when I'm when I have my own kids. Learn how to be a husband. Learn how to be a different man. Like your presence must be felt, not just by the the fact that you are a guy and you have lots and lots of testosterone just here and you can dump it. No, 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 no. You know, or rather, they were not raised. Really, they Just grew up. What impact do you have in society? A positive impact, not just a noise maker. You know, there's a lot to learn Yeah, There's a lot to learn right now, because I'm I'm trying to figure out what my next move is. My next my next move is I am a sponge. I'm soaking up everything around me, and I'm trying to surround myself with people who I know I will benefit from. And a good example is your family. I I don't know. Whenever you you and your husband talk, I listen and I record it in my mind. And I find a way of bettering myself because I do look up to you guys. You people are in a, in a position where I would love to be in, in, in the future. So I, I pay attention to what the two of you say. Like yesterday, we mentioned money. And I, I did say that when it comes to money, I, I don't understand it. I know the basics where you... You get money and you save it. But how do you turn your $1 into a million? Right. And that's something that I'm interested in knowing. So I'm surrounding myself with people who, if it's a facade, by the way, if you two are pretending to have made it, it to <laughs> in But if indeed you are where you are legitimately, then I am sitting there and studying you and taking what I can from, from you as a mom and as an entrepreneur, taking what I can from your husband, entrepreneur as a businessman as everything and seeing how i can apply that to myself so it's just not me taking care of the kids it's me trying to be a better person after these months of knowing you how am i going to be a better person so long story short
1: america if you align yourself with the right people you can learn so much you know just breaking stereotypes what are some what is something that you would love people to know about you that they never ask?
0: Well, there's a lot. I'm very passionate about human rights and securing human rights. I don't talk much about it, but if you get me started, I will. Um, Because I like fashion and all these superficial things and makeup and all that people would not expect that from me. In fact, very many people think I'm a complete airhead. Until I start talking about things that I'm passionate about, like human rights and just how the world is going and how people's quality of lives seem to be deteriorating instead of getting better, given that we have so much technology right now. People shouldn't be dying at such an alarming rate. I feel like everybody everywhere knows somebody who died of cancer this year. It's insane. At the same time, we have so much technology and huge advancements in, in, in the medical field that I I can't seem to marry the two. How people die so much, yet we have so much information in our hands. Anyway, me started on that, but these are things that I'm passionate about. But you would never tell, based on the fact that I'm fighting to get the latest shoes and the latest pants and the latest (laughs) makeup, I seem very superficial to most people. Until you sit down and have a conversation with you then you will understand the things that drive me out here. I've really tried to work for the UN and um, I've volunteered a couple of times. As much as it can get emotional working people in such unfortunate situations, but it feels good to know that you have left a footprint in their heart, that you try to help them or whether you're participating in something that would help them. Those are things that make me so happy. I And I can't wait to be in a position where I can make huge changes in people's lives.
1: That's beautiful. That's it exactly. And if we have any other melanated mothers out there listening to the show who work in human rights, anybody who works at the UN, um, anybody who knows about any internships or any of that stuff, please hit us up. You can hit me up directly in my Gmail. Um, There's a link in the bottom of the show or on Instagram. Everything is melanated mom talk. Um, hit us up. We got somebody here. Yeah, yes. I love. I would
0: love to be a mom, but I would also love to help people out there who are struggling.
1: I'll find a way of
0: juggling it when the time comes.
1: What you're about, you're doing what it.
0: What are you? What are your momisms? Give me one. What one are my momisms. One. Yeah, you must have several.
1: Well, I like to say twice as good. That's why I start out the show and I ask people, um, and I say, "Being twice as good. What's your story and her story?" Yeah. Um, because I was definitely raised uh, in a community where I was also one of the only Black families in the community. And my mother and father often told me, you might have one or two friends who were able to do the bare minimum and be able to get by, but people are going to look at you differently or you know, there's a lot that you're going to be up against. You got to try twice as hard. You got to have all the answers and the bonus questions. Like if, if we were doing chapter two homework, my parents would be like, okay, chapter two homework, that's cute. Now let's read chapter three so that when you go to school tomorrow and the teacher starts teaching chapter three, you would have already read it. And so you're already be ready to kind of jump in the conversation there. So it was very, um, so twice as good as the one that always pops up in my mind. Um, yeah. But then moving it forward, the one that I like to do for my daughter is, um, a quote from, I believe it's from Maya Angelou originally is that, um, once you know better, you do better. Yes. And that's (laughs) Maya, right. That's hers. So, um, I love that. I love that so much because it takes away any shame from doing something wrong. You know, I think it takes away that kind of shame of like, Oh, I messed up. Mm -hmm. It takes that away. And it just says it happened. You know, that's OK. Now that it's happened, moving forward, moving on, you'll do yeah. better next time. And I think that's really great for children because, you know, the shame, you know, you don't want that shame monster to come floating in. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking yeah. about children, you know, going back maybe 20 years, 15 years back, thinking about yourself as a young girl, as a young kid, you at that age, what is something that you would tell that girl? Um.
0: Take your time and be a child and to know that you are going to make mistakes and you you have people around you that love you, that will help you navigate life to a certain extent until you've grown up and you're out in this world by yourself. That's why I'm saying take your time and be a kid. Enjoy it completely. Don't rush to grow up. Don't rush to be independent. Enjoy being a baby. Enjoy being a child. I, I, I wish someone told me someone, I wish I had a cheat sheet for adulthood it's rough out here being an adult is rough
1: that yeah. safety net is gone and it's just like it's, gone. it's <laughs> <gone>. just <laughs> you you're in charge when you fall you fall and
0: hit the concrete but then you'd fall and fall on the bed and somebody would be there to be like oh it's okay you'll be fine now when you fall your car is getting repossessed it's not a joke <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna stay a child as long as possible.
0: Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And appreciate your parents. Appreciate people who love you around you. Because, you know, this is, you're a gift to them and they cherish you and they want to see you flourish and be the best version of you. So enjoy your childhood. Appreciate people around you. Be a baby. You know, have fun what would you
1: tell yourself um i tell myself to write it down mm. being an adult is just so much as we have said adulting is very difficult i literally have mom brain like nobody else like i get like five good thoughts in in the morning and then everything else is is muscle memory for the rest of the day and driving <laughs> and dropping off and picking up and doing homework right. and um so i would tell myself to write it down because i feel like youth and that freedom and that just like imagination space and everything is magical and you just you'd be like what if we could have a you know like a hologram in water or something you know like you just you just imagine stuff (laughs) yeah and I wish I could remember half of the stuff I imagined like Mm. I would tell myself to write it down you know, just the freedom to think and dream, you kinda lose that as an adult because you got deadlines and you got all kinds of stuff you have to hit. Yeah. Um is a write it down, girl.
0: I feel like I should feel that. I should Listen, write that down right now. Write it down
1: <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. So in your freedom and the freedom that you do have having no kids, you gotta keep me hit, girl. Um yeah. what music are you listening to? What books have you read? Are you got some beauty products? What you got? What you got? What you do with
0: for my skin? I tried I tried the Esteloda lifestyle, Ooh, I can't afford it. It's it's good, but I just I
1: can't afford it. You have to have a Too different lifestyle money. to afford. Right. <laughs> you need you need the lifestyle to use lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> much
0: money and even so like would I still use a salota?
1: It's just so much money. I know, right? Usually you use so much of the product yes. and then when you get those like forty five dollar bottles and it's like one milligram, it's like one ounce of <laughs> lotion. It's like what am I doing with this one ounce of lotion? <laughs> I'm on milk right now. That you can get oh, a that how's one the, is at how's
0: foundation.
1: I live. They have nice tones and Of course, Rihanna Fenty, like she has every single tone, especially for the brown girls. Um, But milk, I feel like also they're up there with it. And it goes on really creamy. The oils they use, I don't know, it's very organic. (laughs) I love them too. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Petronilla, thank you for coming on the show. I enjoyed this. I feel like I could talk more and more and more. Oh, thank you so much. And for the mothers, thank you for listening to this Melanated Mom Talk. Tell a friend to join us and make sure that you have personally subscribed. Subscribing signs you up for one friendly reminder each time new content like this is available. And once you're in the podcast app, go ahead and download each episode to ensure your access to listen, even when you're out of Wi-Fi range. And if you love what you hear, it's super easy to share this episode. Just click those three dots and text it to a friend or post on social, hashtag MelanatedMomTalk. Writing reviews are also quick, free, and very welcomed. And it lets the powers that be know we are here and we are vibrant. It also helps other listeners dying to find a little bit more melanin in the content find us easier. You can also hit me up personally at MelanatedMomTalk at gmail.com. Follow, subscribe, download, share, connect, and let's talk next week. Until then, don't forget, I see you and I love you.